All right, let's get after it here. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the shop. shop. Been a long time. We took a little break. We've both been busy this summer. We're back again with my co-host, Vic Clark. How you doing, buddy? Oh, hanging in there. Enjoying this lovely rain we've got going on and some CFL football. Talking about, hey, man, we're going to get into a bunch of topics tonight. We're going to talk we might talk a little Canadian football and how we still don't understand the rules because it's the most confusing game <laughs> in the world. I don't understand, you know, it's like they combine the NFL arena football all in one and said, you know what, we're just going to do our own things here. We're going to play by the metric system and we'll just see where it goes from there. Basically, it looks like you had a soccer field and, like, hey, you know what, we could probably put a football field in here somehow, some way. And then they saw a commercial for arena football and said, hey, that's cool. The wide receivers get to run up to the line of scrimmage. Hey, let's go with that. So, yeah, I was sitting here watching it. And the coach now for the Toronto Agronauts is, uh, used to be the head coach for the Bears. So how quickly the mighty have fallen there. He had Jay Keller as a quarterback, <laughs> and now he's up in Toronto. James hey, Franklin. Hey, not a bad name there. He's a pretty good quarterback. Where, where, where do you play at on the top of my head? I'm drawing a blank. You remember? I'm, I'm trying. I'm drawing a blank real quick. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can look it up on my phone and and not exit out of this thing. But I'll give it. A, I'll give it a Google while we continue this. Yeah, it might be worth a Google here. We're, we're kind of sitting here watching ESPN, watching the bottom line, kind of roll by, watching Major League Baseball pretty close because you know you know we're almost to the All Star break and there's a lot of pennant races that are pretty much up for grabs right now. I mean, you're you're looking at the AL East, and the Yankees are only what three and a half back right now, and we're just now getting to the All Star break. The NL West is a total crapshoot. All four teams are within three and a half games of each other. You look at the NL Central; the top two teams are only separated by a game, in the Brewers and the Cubs. And if you go out towards the AL West, I mean, what Seattle is doing right now is phenomenal. Only being back behind the defending military champions, you know, I, well, they, they might still be ahead, I think. Or did they fall back behind the Astros this week? I'm sorry, hold on, you're, you're breaking up, I'm looking up. Quarterback from Missouri. Oh, James Frank, right. yeah. Quarterback from yeah. Missouri. Yeah, I remember him. When they made that change over to the SEC, he was throwing it all over the place and got beat by Auburn in the in a, Unforgettable SEC title game. I think it was 56 points scored by the winning team there. Watch that game. Watch the end of that game, actually, because I had to work. But as we were saying earlier, we're watching the bottom line for the MLB. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. Got the All Star game coming up. And I'm going to ask the baseball expert over here and Vic Clark. And who do you think right now is the biggest snub? get left off well as of right now um which well sorry as of 24 hours ago it would have been a uh, blake snell um up until the point where Corey kluber um, was pulled from the game yesterday with a with an injury which uh, the, which opened the doors for blake snell um before the before the final vote um it, i would just i would say it would have been Hazen's aguilar with the milwaukee brewers and he has just been tearing it up um, other than that, you know, there's a lot of guys that are deserving. You still got, you still got guys like coming from a Royals fan, Salvador Perez making it. Um, I don't think he deserved numbers, to be there. Numbers not, wise, numbers wise, no. That's kind of the issue you get when it comes to players voting because they're going to like players. Now Wilson Ramos, who made it from the Rays. Absolutely, 100% deserve to be the starting catcher for the dude has just been tearing it up, and but it, you know it goes hand in hand in hand. Salvador Perez, Bryce Harper. You've got Bryce Harper's going to hit bombs, but if you go off the numbers, you know numbers show there were other outfielders in the NL that as good as numbers. Oh, well, sorry. sorry. Better, Better numbers than Bryce Harper. Albert Almora is hitting over 300 for the Cubs. And, right. and wasn't even involved in the final vote. 
You know, what I mean? and I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I'm saying that if you want to go off the numbers, Bryce Harper's not having a good year, but at the same sense, he's the host. The All-Star Games in Washington, D.C. He was going to get in no matter what. Even if it was the home run derby final vote, no matter what. He was still going to be there because they have to have somebody from that team no matter what. Right. Um, another thing that I've been listening to, and you know, I kind of, I've kind of grown some interest in, is finding a way to make the All Star Game and the everything that goes with it more appealing, because you don't see the you don't see the celebrity slow pitch or slow pitch game, which is fine. It's fun to watch after the All Star Game or after the home, home run, run derby. derby. After home run derby. But most people have to record it and watch it the next day because it comes on too late, you know? Correct. Correct. Um, it's just one of those things, you know, there's been a lot of talk of There's today talk about, you know, you cannot sit here and tell me three hours of, and you're not even swinging a bat for three hours, but three hours of a home run derby, is not going to ruin your swing for the rest of the season. Point in case, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Babe Ruth. Um, Babe Ruth didn't have the name. home run derby. Well, or, sorry, Barry Bonds. Steroids. Um, All three of them. Was it fun? Yeah, it was, it, fun yeah, it was fun. It, it, he, he, my favorite home run derby was King Groovy Jr. in 97 at Coors Field. I think it was 97. might have been 98. King Griffey Jr. Uh, Todd Walker. Hamilton. Hamilton on a show. At, at New Yankee Stadium, which, I mean, granted, me and you in a home run derby could probably hit a couple out to right. I mean, let, let, let's be honest there. But, I mean, it was a great show. It was a great show. Don't get me wrong. We hit like 20-something in the first or second round, whatever it was. But Yeah. But I was you. There's – you just gotta find you gotta find a way to make it more appealing. You've got seven of your eight batters. No, no knock on the NL. You got seven of your eight home run hitters in the Derby, or out of the NL. Yeah, they need to go back to what they used to do: AL versus NL, a captain from each team, and you pick your all stars, not guys who aren't all stars, to come swing. You know, Javi Baez is a starter at two bag, which he's very deserving of that. I'll, I'll argue until I'm blue in the face about that. There might be yeah. one, there might be one or two second basemen better in the in the NL better than Javi Baez, but I don't think so. Speaking of that, talking about NL second baseman D Gordon, yeah, D Gordon, yeah, transitioned to center field AL now for Rob. Huh? AL now he plays for Seattle, doesn't he? He tra- yeah, but he yeah, transitioned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I I, mis- I misheard you there. That's my fault. I'm just talking about second basemen in general. He transferred or transitioned to center field to make, you know, to go to a team that, you know, as, as we can see, are going to be competitors. Um, transition to center field, and then next, you know, it, we're not even halfway through the season, and boom, Robbie Cano, done. Um, and, and the Seattle front office has come out and said, Robinson Cano will not take the second base job from D. Gordon when he comes back. I think that is a stand-up move by this from from the Seattle front office to say that. And just look, you've got a guy that has played the game right. He stepped he stepped aside, put his ego behind him to come and play with you. Move to center field. You dicked around and got busted. You know what? You're not guaranteed a spot now. Yep, yep. No, I no, I totally agree with that. You know, if you're going to build a team around one guy, the Mariners did, did that with Robinson Cano. They built the team around Felix Hernandez and Robinson Cano. Mm-hmm. Robinson Cano cheated. He's got to pay the price. D. Gordon, like you were saying, he's probably one of the most respectable baseball players. If, if you actually watch baseball all the time like me and you do i mean we don't we might not watch every single game but we watch the games that matter and you know it's july 13th and 
things are going to start heating up. It's going to start getting hotter. The wind's going to start blowing the other direction. And this whole baseball season is going to change after the All-Star break. And I about guarantee you that. Because yep. th- there's going to be that one team that is maybe three, four games out of the wild card that said, and they believe that they're just one piece away from making a deep run in the playoff, and they're going to make a move. And, and they're going to make that move, whether it's a pitcher or a middle infielder or an outfielder. You know, outfielders, I, I feel in Major League Baseball, outfielders get undervalued. They, they erase, erase runs. They do. Um, you've got, you know, one of – I mean, he's been in the league for quite some time now, and he continues to do it. Yes, his numbers – and being a Royals fan, again, I'm going to bring this up. Yes, oh, his, yes his numbers at the plate. Yes, yes, his numbers at the plate do not – do not, you know, I'm trying to look for the word, but they don't, they don't show the contract that he got. But what doesn't change is you cannot replace number four in left field. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree with that. I don't know how many conversations me and you have had that Alex Gordon's my favorite Royal. Not my favorite Royal of all time because I don't have one. But we might as well pick one now because yeah, that could be and, it. And, you know, I, me and you talk about it all the time, Alex Gordon, Jason Hayward. If you could take Alex Gordon five, six years ago – and put him in left and put Jason Hayward in right, and you can just pick any center fielder you want. They would not score. Not a single runner would score from second or first. If they're trying to get from first to third, they're hooked. And that's even coming from right field with Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward is one of the most underrated right fielders in the game is because he doesn't put up those big power numbers like he's supposed to as a right fielder. As a right fielder, you're supposed to be okay in defense, but you're also supposed to hit three – 05 with 25, 30 home runs and 100 runs batted in. No, Jason Hayward takes runs away from you, and he makes you look stupid when he does. Yes, he does. And and just to piggyback off of that, you're not getting any extra bases. There's You, you are not getting extra bases. No, I mean, if you want to follow one Major League Baseball account, and I'm going to be biased here, if you want to follow one Major League Baseball Twitter account, you need to follow the Chicago Cubs when Jason Hayward throws somebody out. It doesn't matter if it's at second, third, or home. They put so much thought into it. And and it's always the catcher. That's the reason he has X amount of gold gloves. Ever since he came in as a rookie, and they're sticking out in right field, and you're wondering, what are the Braves doing with a cannon like that? What are they doing sticking him in right field? And now you're realizing – Hey, hey, this, this dude, dude might be a, a Hall of Famer. He might he not be because he's not going to hit career 300 and hit 500 home runs and all this other he's, stuff. He won't be the right fielder Vlad Guerrero is, was. Right, yeah, no, no. He'll never be in that company. Arm arm is comparable. Bat, but no. Batting-wise, no. I was, trying to, I was trying to give him a little bit of credit there, but you're – you know, I – a, a right fielder, if, if there was – if you were to ask the, one of the best right fielders in MLB history, it was unorthodox as hell. But you didn't run on his arm, just like you never ran on Jeff Rancourt's arm. There's yeah. another yeah, There's that, another one yeah, that that's didn't, another didn't hit underrated name from Kansas, Fort Scott. Yep, yep. Went to, went to Fort Scott. But you just – I don't know. It's it's tough. There's there are underrated underrated positions, and that is definitely one of them. Um, second base, eh, it's it's underrated. Um, the only the only reason you're going to get recognition for being a second baseman is if you're hitting the ball. I'll be biased. Somebody's got to somebody's got to sit there and turn two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your shortstop, your shortstop, nine times out of ten is going to. Turn a double play from the second baseman. Yeah, yeah. Your second baseman has to receive from shortstop wherever he's at, whether it's up the middle or deep in the hole, or from the third baseman. Yeah. Who? I mean, yeah, you, you, you know, just, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna kind of steal that from you real quick. We were talking about the infield. 
You, you know, everybody loves that 6-4-3 or the 4-6-3 double, double play. You know the yeah, double, double play that I really like is that 5-4-3 double play. 5-4-3. Man, yes, like, sir. You're, you're literally throwing it all around the diamond, and you're doing it in, in a no matter one of seconds. Nolan Arenado across the freaking field to DJ LeMayhew. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, you're talking Manny Machado when he played third in Baltimore in foul territory, catching it on the foul side of the bag, stabbing it, one motion, sidearm on a laser right in the chest, and the second baseman's right there stabbing on the bag, and all he has to do is just touch it and fuck that thing, man. Manny Machado is going to make a lot of. Ooh, big completion there. Manny Machado is going to make a contender really happy for the rest of this year. Is it, is it, ask it, it, let me ask you this, Clark. Is it a sign-in trade, or is it going to be a rental? Is he going to be a rental for the rest of the year? Or, you know, does he go to that rental and sign a long-term contract after this postseason? Does, does he go somewhere else and seek a big contract? It depends on who. It depends on who it is. Um, you know, I, I, the Braves have money. The Phillies have money. Um, the Diamondbacks would be a rental. I mean, the yeah, same thing they did with the same thing they did they did with JD Martinez last year, which it worked for them. It worked very well for them. You know, but you know, the Dodgers. I feel like that would be a somewhat of a rental there because you got you got Corey Seager coming back you know next year Corey Seager's going to be healthy again yeah, so what he, do you do there if he goes to the Dodgers he's strictly a rental well same with same with the Diamondbacks I feel I think yeah, I, I think, think if right it's going to be too. I think if it's going to be if it's going to be a, a end of the year and then going to sign into a contract I feel like the Braves and the Phillies you know you're always going to hear the Yankees you're gonna hear you're the Yankees, gonna hear the Yankees and the Cubs and the Dodgers, you know, the teams who have been there as as, as of late. I mean, and the thing is, close. the thing with the Yankees is the Yankees are gonna offer a contract, so or offer a trade. The Red Sox are gonna offer a trade just because neither neither one of them wants to see him on the other on the other side of the field. Um, do I think that either one of them are gonna get him? I don't think so. But I will, I will say this: Milwaukee's got it. Milwaukee scares me as a dark horse. If they get Manny, Manny Machado, all week long they've been saying that Milwaukee's the favorite. Yeah, and 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 but you're taking you you would that would take Milwaukee from, eh, you know what? If they if they continue to play ball, you know what they could do this. To it don't matter who they throw on the mound, and and they've got they've got one of the best bullpens. Yeah, oh, I know all about, I know all about Yes, but it goes from, well, who's going to start for him to, well, this guy's just, we just need somebody that's going to, going to allow three runs, four runs, because we're going to put yeah, up, yeah, we're yeah. going to put up especially, six or seven. Especially in that ballpark. Yeah. Especially in Miller Park, man. I, you know, I saw a game there and I, I thought there was a couple of home runs there. It's it, it, Miller Miller Park's kind of weird. Like there's some shots off the bat that I thought were going out, but didn't get out. And when you're up there in Wisconsin, the wind blows differently. You know? And when they have the roof open, that stadium kind of faces north uh, east. So when the wind's coming in from the north, like it does, you know, seventy percent of the year, knocks those things down. But you know, you play in a retractable roof, you play in a dome. I get that. I understand that. But look but at Aegis like Aguilar hitting him off the jumbo time, man. Like that, that's 425, 150 feet. You got Jesus Aguilar, and you've got Eric Tams, Ryan Braun, who can well, run the ball. Tams, Eric Tams really hasn't been doing much this year. Ryan Braun's hurt again. He can't seem to get off the DL. He's one of my fantasy players. He seems like he's on for 10 days, and then he's on, on the DL for 10 days, and back and forth, and back and forth. You know what I mean? Tams, Tams has been beat up, but – and that's why Ryan Braun's been sharing first base duty because Eric Tams has been hurt. Correct. Tams, Tams has 13 home runs. He's not producing. He's got 20, 28, 29 RBIs. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just 
They're just dang- you got Yelich, you've got Lorenzo Cain that can get on in front of him. If Keon Broxton can get his his stuff together, that's he's a dangerous one there. Um, Domingo Santana, wherever wherever he's yeah, he, right he, I mean he's a Swiss Army knife, you know. The thing, uh, the thing about and Domingo, Machado Domingo is, Santana, he might be a trade piece for Manny Machado. Right. The thing about Manny Machado is somebody's going to have to sit down and explain to him. Look, if you okay, want, so if you want, all, I got, I got to stop you here because we're like we mentioned earlier in the episode, we're watching the Canadian Football League, and they had to put up an ad that said. Live mic game. This program may contain coarse language that could offend some viewers. Discretion is advised. I Don't wish, you know? I wish one week out of the year. It doesn't matter if you have to pay for it. Just, just, just to put that ad up for the NFL, NFL Sunday ticket, NFL Red Zone. It doesn't matter. Put that ad up, and you're ready. You're wondering why you're ready to suck NFL. Put this, this ad up, and I guarantee you every little Johnny, Johnny pencil, pencil pusher is going to get drunk <laughs> on a Sunday and watch this because they're wanting to see what Bill Belichick has to say if Tom Brady takes a sack. Even an announcer. Oh, shit. Yeah. There goes yeah. Tavon Austin yeah. down the side. Yeah. I, what the announcer, you, I, it always reminds me of Major League Two. Oh, yeah. When Bob Euchre's up there and Wild Thing throws that one, he goes, oh, shit. Like, that's, that's what, what I want announcers to do. I mean, it's so much. This would be a blast. But anyway. So, you know, I don't know. we got to have an answer for the All-Star game. We don't know where Manny Machado is going to go because, you know, like we've talked about, there's just so many variables. Somebody's going to have to sit down with him and explain to him, look, if you want a ring, you can go to this place and this place. They're going to want you to play at third base. These guys have the best opportunity for you to play. Yeah. If he goes to New York, what are you going to do with Didi Gregorius? You can't sit him down. Don't worry. I'll wait. Yeah. But you can't sit him down because he's been who do they, high donut grease. Who do, the, who do the Yankees have a third? Okay, so they need a third baseman. Yeah. Does he want to play third? Can the Yankees get past the Red Sox? And that goes back to set your ego aside. Yeah. If you want if you want a ring, here's your opportunity because you were one of the best third basemen, defensive third baseman in the league. At I mean, set your ego aside and go win one, and then just and then go wherever wherever you your heart desires. Go ahead. Yep. Or sit there. Oh, I just want to play shortstop. Well, you can't go to the Yankees who have a chance. Uh, Red Sox are not going to scoot their shortstop to the side. Yeah, uh, yeah he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, where – and that, that just goes back to, you know, where is opportunities to play – where is his opportunities to play short? Where is his opportunities to play third? The Phillies have, the Phillies have Michael Franco yeah. play, that plays third, so he could play short. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's just a for instance – the the Diamondbacks have um, Jake Lamb, who you know is still is still, still coming off really his good injury. Ball. Still, he came off his injury, and he's you know he's been a little sluggish, but he's his bat's starting to pick up, starting yeah. to get a little hot again. Um, and I mean, you put you put Manny Machado in front of Paul Goldschmidt or behind Paul Goldschmidt. Come on. Yeah, I mean, but that's there's a, that's a big ballpark out there though. But Paul Goldschmidt has proven that he's a he's left-handed. At who? Goldsmith. Isn't he left-handed or is he a righty? In, at, in Arizona? Yeah. He's a, I believe he's left-handed. It, it, it's, it's, but that's, that's, why, I, I, that's I why he's sitting there. <laughs> that's why he's sat there. He's batted, <laughs> he's batted 300. Yeah. How many years? Uh, he's a doubles machine. He hits his home runs, but he can steal bases. Yeah. He steals – he averages 20 stolen bases a, a season. Oh, out of your first baseman. Yeah, I, I wish we could get that out of Anthony Rizzo. I mean, I love Anthony Rizzo. Don't get me wrong. He's kind of swamping, but you know, name a team that would that would turn down a first a first baseman that's going to steal twenty backs. There's not a single one. Exactly. I think we're in for a busy summer 
their Clarkade trade deadline. And you got the you got the Oakland A's that are coming on hot. Been playing good baseball lately. Like we've talked about, the Seattle Mariners are a surprise team. That you know that honestly, at the beginning of the season, the Seattle Mariners were the only ones that thought that they would be they would be in the position. Oh, that's picked off off the foot. Sorry, got a little distracted there. But anyway, we we're in for a busy summer. And you know who's been in a real busy summer is the NBA as a whole. You know, LeBron going to the Lakers. And then you got the Kawhi drama. And then you got the NBA summer league. I know you probably don't watch much of the summer league. I watch, I've probably watched a combined total of 12 minutes just to see how my former Jayhawks were doing. See, the Kawhi thing just confuses me because you – it just shows that he was not fit for that. No, he wasn't yeah, fit for that. that was, he wasn't fit for that organization. That was spoiled by that was spoiled by Manu Ginobili and I believe Bruce Bowen was there for a couple of years, wasn't he? No, no, he'd been gone. Who was I? Who was I thinking about it, that it won was, it, that it won was, a title? It was the big three: Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker, and Kawhi. Right. But, I, but Bruce I, Bowen wasn't there when they beat the Heat back in. No, I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the Heat. I, I thought he was there for a year. He, I may be wrong, but but you were. They were spoiled by Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, guys that just came in. They they did what they were told. They never back talked. They set their ego to the side. You, if you sit there and you allow Tim Duncan to do what half of these guys do in the league now, there would be no question. Uh, I take that back. Tim Duncan would be one of the top five greatest players in the NBA if you allow him to run amok like these guys are doing now. Tim Duncan would would have destroyed teams, but he was so unselfish. Yeah, he took less money at the end of his career. He took less money to keep that core together. Correct. LeBron James turned down $35 million, $36 million a year in Cleveland. To go to L.A. Well, to go to go join, to go a, roster join a roster at the time, at the time that had, had broke ass Gilbert Longo Ball <laughs> and who whatever, whatever scrubs, scrubs they, run they run out there. Out there. I, I I've always I've hated always the Lakers. Hated the Lakers. I, I, I I I liked watching I liked when they had Kobe and Chad because they were fun to watch. That's the generation of Lakers I remember. And now LeBron going out there. My hatred for the Lakers multiplies. They're just a bunch of punks. And and I'm not saying that in any any derogatory it's just look at the the one t- the one player on that team that I have a little bit is Nick Young. He's not even there anymore. He's in Golden Exactly. Exactly. It's just you know, my thing is, go ahead, LeBron. Go to LA. You're, you couldn't. You're, you're you couldn't be. You right couldn't now. be the best. You, you couldn't be. You couldn't be better than Michael Jordan. So you might as well go and try to be better than Kobe Bryant. You ain't gonna be better than Kobe Bryant. So. LeBron James is three and six in the finals. Granted, getting to eight straight finals is one of the most remarkable things in sports that I've ever seen. Could you imagine Joe Montana or Tom Brady making the eight Super Bowls? Derek Jeter, Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, you know, list goes on and on and on in baseball. How many, about making eight straight World Series. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady, Tom Brady been in? Eight? I think so. I think he, no, no. Eight or nine? Let's see, it was 2001. He's got five. He's got five rings, but he's lost to the Giants twice. Twice. The Eagles won, so there's eight. So he's five and three. And he's, you're talking about he, he, you're I'm, talking about a sport that, the, that there are 11 guys lined up across you that are coming after you to rip your freaking head off? That's remarkable. LeBron James, James and this, this, this patty cake, cake mocha bullshit, Starbucks drinking NBA. I will go to my grave saying you put LeBron James in the 
the eighties and the nineties in the NBA, he's an average player. No, I don't think he's an average player, fuck. I really don't. He's an average player. No, I really don't think he is. You take, he, he take is LeBron not going James, in. Take LeBron James down at six nine, two sixty five. Granted, he's not shooting threes in the eighties and nineties NBA. He's a, a low post banger. He don't bang. When he he can when he wants to. But he won't because he wants because to stretch the floor and shoot. Three. Who's the Charles? Who's the Charles Barkley of the NBA? There ain't one. Who's the Dennis Rodman of the NBA? There ain't one. No, no, I, I got to go to that. Who's the Dennis Rodman that nobody can stand in the NBA? LeBron James's new teammate, Lance Stevenson. That's fine. No, tell me that's not a good analogy. But tell me that's not a good analogy there. But they didn't. They didn't play. They don't play defense like that. Hell yeah, I could probably I could probably average six points a game in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I was actually I was actually talking to my buddy on the way home from work about that today. He said, you know, we were talking about a bench player makes like seven hundred and fifty thousand. Sign me up. I I'll, I'll go out there and pick up two cheap fouls. Two, I'll, I'll pick up two you know what? fouls and average six points a game in the NBA right now because I know I can get away with it. In the, in the, in the 1980s and 1990s, you might average point five points a game, and you're going to get your ass whipped in the parking lot because you fouled Bill Ambeer or Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Clyde Drexler, Akeem Olajuwon. Yep. You know it. Here's the deal. You put me in the NBA. I'll average six points a game, and I will show you what the NBA really is. And that is, that is soccer. Yeah, it, it really five is. Five on five it really is. above your head. It really is. If you watch the finals, and it's pitiful. And you know what? It really pains me because that style of play is starting to translate into the college game. It's chunk up threes. Sell fouls and get to the line. That's all it is anymore. You, you, like, you want to know why the teams that win national championships win is because they can shoot free throws, they have enough depth to pick up fouls, and they'll just run you to death. Not because I'm a Michigan fan, but that Michigan fan was pretty solid this year. Villanova. What what Villanova do against KU? Knock down threes. Played good defense and didn't allow you to get to the line and yep. beat KU like a drum. And I still don't want to talk about it. Fundamentals. Fundamentals make a, make a change in any sport that you ever play. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, basketball, rugby. Play. What level of basketball? I think fundamentals should be taught as soon as you are in that second to third grade level. I know, I know being taught, but apply, really, apply. Really, Fundamentals should be applied at the second to third grade level. No, I'm I'm talking about the NBA has gotten away from playing defense. You know that that yeah. old that old yeah, style. They're, that old they're style. saying you're a good defensive team if you give up less than 100 points. Yeah. When MJ was winning his six titles, six and zero, six finals MVPs. By the way, better than LeBron. Fight me on it. I don't give a shit. My Twitter handle is nro89. Defensive defensive player of the year, Michael Jordan, Jordan. more times than LeBron. LeBron. You want to know why? LeBron's 6'9", 265, like we mentioned earlier. MJ was 6'6", 225, and would barrel your ass ass up. You ask Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Dog fights in the 80s. No, just ask him. Charles... Charles Barkley, Charles Oakley, Charles Barkley in Vegas for stealing money, but that's neither here nor there. You're right. Patrick Ewing. Ask them in their prime. Carl Malone. Oh, oh, nice name drop. Sean Kent. The King Bay Matumbo. Kim Garnett in his prime. David Robinson. Ask them straight to their face. Look, those names that we just threw out. In your prime, one on one. Would you beat Kevin or LeBron James? And every one of them would say, "Hell yeah!" Yep. 
You want to know why? Because they're going to be in his face. Charles Barkley, 6'6". Could you would could you would beat the living piss out of LeBron James? Yeah. He would be yeah. he would be on the on the IR or whatever injured list the NBA has for a, a freaking hangnail on your pinky toe oh, that sets you out for two freaking weeks. Oh, it irritates the hell out of me how sensitive the injured list is now, especially with NFL quarterbacks. You know you know who my NBA team is, and you know who my favorite player in the NBA oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. That's the Timberwolves and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Everybody talks about LeBron James. Why want to take a look at Milwaukee? Yeah, I, I mean, because the, I don't, that I don't kid's know, good. I don't know if Giannis Antetokounmpo is ever going to win a title. The only way he's going to win a title is he's going to have to get out of Milwaukee. Same reason Ray Allen left. Will he leave? So, do, so does he, he not go down? Does he not go the down? Greek the Greek freaks already talked about staying in Milwaukee, but they got to surround him with some talent. That's a small market team. You know what? Jabari he, Parker ain't going to cut it. Jabari Parker is talking to a deal to go to my bowls. Correct. My thing is, so no, Giannis Antetokounmpo about Milwaukee went there on vacation. That entire city is a football town. And that football town is two hours or an hour and a half away. And that's the Green Bay Packers. That's the only thing. Packers. That's the only thing Milwaukee cares about. It's not the Brewers. You know, the Brewers are playing the Cubs. When I went there, division race, big time game. There's more Cubs fans than there is Brewers fans. You go to a Bucks game. There's more, There's more the opposing the team opposing fans than there is Bucks fans. Football season, the entire, the entire city, city of Milwaukee, Milwaukee shuts, shuts down, down and they, they head north to Green Bay. Bay. Don't want you to know. Yeah, up that yeah, Northway, up that huh? Up, and, up, and, up and hunting that 30-point block, block, huh? What do you say? They got, some, they got some good strong beer up there. Anyhow. Okay. I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let's get on back here. Come on, Clark. Let's settle back down here, huh? So Sunday, oh, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. They love their, they like their Budweiser up there. Well, they don't drink Budweiser up there. They drink that Miller. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's get back on track. Hey, I've seen, hey, I've met a couple of fellas up there. Saturdays are for the boys. You know what Saturdays are for? Here in a couple months. College football, baby. You know who loves go blue? You know who loves go blue? Milwaukee. You want to know where they go? Madison, because they don't have anything better to do. You know who loves you know who loves college football? Nobody in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay, now let's okay, settle now down. Let's <laughs> All right, I listened right, to listen I listened to, to off campus with Mark Packer, and they had uh, yeah. Is he is he predicting you guys three wins this year? No, nah, I don't know. We haven't gotten that far yet. But oh, he he asked his goofball question: What was your dream matchup that you want to see? And I tweeted at him and I said. My dream matchup is when KE wins a road game or a home game. It doesn't really matter. And he tweeted me back. He said, I'm going to read this on the air. I didn't get to listen to it because I had to go coach baseball. And, and that, that, that's just my dream. I just want to see KE be relevant again. And, and you know what? It's a really bad look. You had, you had your chance, and that was when – Bill Snyder retired the first time. Yeah, and we and we took our chance at it, and we beat the hell out of K State. But but what I'm saying, what I'm getting at right now is Jeff Long, the new AD, comes over from Arkansas. David Beatty wasn't even at the press conference. So let me tell you what has to happen in Lawrence this year because he didn't show up at his, his new bosses. Introductory press conference. He better win four or five games or he's out the door. Which sucks because I've defended him. I've defended him since he came in. I defended him and I hate KU. And and you've heard me since since he came in, the year after he came in, the second year, the third year. Yeah. I defended him. Give him a chance because he's bringing the guys in. You've had untimely injuries. Yeah, have you not? You look if you look at our defense. We have players drafted into the NFL from our defense. Problem is, we don't have a good quarterback. Carter Stanley, number nine, has got to be the starting quarterback going into camp. Peyton Bender is not the answer. He transferred from Washington State. Played last year. 
Threw it all over the place against Rhode Island. Rhode Island, that's great. Grand, and you know, do whatever the hell you want. Or whatever team they played last year, I don't remember who they played. But Iowa State's better. Texas is better. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, they're going to battle one and two to win the Big Twelve. You got to win two conference games, and you got to sweep. You got to sweep the out of conference game. And we get Rutgers. If we don't beat Rutgers, David Bay might get fired after that game. Hey, don't talk shit on Rutgers. They play in a tough conference. Yeah, they also go 2 and 10 every year. Oh, that's fine. Who, who can they beat up on? Maryland? Yeah, Maryland goes 1 and 11. Baylor's going to be better this year in the Big 12. Okay, you got beat like a drum against Baylor last year. You know what? Rutgers to the Big Ten is exactly what KU is to the Big Twelve. Yep, just doormat. That's a that is a. You know what? We schedule. We make sure that we have them scheduled after we play Penn State. We have them scheduled right after we play Oklahoma. You know, just something to something to get the boys back together and say, "Look, you can do this. Yeah, you did. can do this. You're playing against that level of competition. You can do this." You just, you may just got your your shit pushed in by Ohio State or Penn State or Oklahoma or you know well Texas. I wish we could say Texas again, but then again I don't wish we could say Texas again because I'm not a Texas fan. But you know the only re- the only reason David Beatty is still at Kansas is because he beat Texas. That's the only reason he's still at Kansas. He's cheaper than finding a Bill Self in college football. Yeah, no, I totally, uh, I totally agree with that. that. But I but will, I will say, say this. I don't know how much it's you know, it could be worth the pay But Les Miles is good friends with Jeff Long. Les Miles was going to go to Arkansas when Jeff Long got the job, but LSU offered him more money. Am I saying Les Miles is going to come to Lawrence? Hell no. Is there a chance that I'm holding out on yeah, there is. There is. Here's the deal. If Les Miles takes, takes KU to three consecutive bowl games, they'll build him a fucking statue. If Les Miles comes to KU, I will I will give a phone call to a friend and I will let him teach you how to stunt break a calf. <laughs> <laughs> Les Miles ain't coming to KU. Hey, you never know. He's been out of coaching for two years. Yep, you never know. I might hit a growth spurt. Hey, you know what? We were supposed to. Have, I just turned. We were supposed to have Gene Kizik, but we went with Turner Dillon instead. So awesome. You know, we set, yeah. we set the universe. We set the football program back ten years. Yeah, Ron Prince is supposed to be our our next freaking head honcho. Yeah, man, that I'm worked telling out you. Really I'm well. telling you. Well, speaking of new coach, hey, speaking of new coaches, let, let, have you guys have you guys ever beat Bill Snyder? Uh yeah, one time down Cherry Hill. Yeah, yeah, beat, like beat him like at, this year. No, beat, this year because he's fought cancer. No, beat him in Lawrence in two thousand three. Uh, it would have been the two thousand three two thousand four season. We lost to Philip Rivers and no. the Tangerine Bowl. In your bra, I swear because to God. Darren Sproles was there. No, you guys played at Memorial Stadium, and I watched. I watched the Jayhawks put up. Now we we seven now, to our 50, 60. Now KU beat Bill Snyder, and it was in Memorial Stadium because they maybe in ninety eight, no ninety seven, no when he first got there, no. Bill Snyder got to Bill Snyder got to K State in nineteen eighty nine. Oh, okay, you're right. I know I'm right. I don't need you to tell me I'm right. Mm. Well, no, right. But so, so, so we're, so talking, we're, talking, we're talking, talking about maybe some new coaches. Lottie, Uncle Tom Daw. New, co- <laughs> new coaches in, in the college football level and the NFL level. I'm going to open this up to you. Which coach, new coach, do you think is going to have the greatest impact in college or the NFL level? Which one do you want to go with? You go with one and I'll go with the other. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, with football season, I look forward to one thing, and that's, that's where my bias comes in towards baseball. Well, I'm not asking, already, you, I'm not asking we, you about your bias. I'm asking you, the new coach to college football or NFL, which coach do you think is going to make the biggest impact? I think Gruden. You think Gruden? I think Gruden and what they brought, what they brought in this year, they have not downgraded anywhere. They have only gotten, they have only gotten better. It's hard to see Jordy Nelson go to the, to the Raiders. Me, not so much. You know, it's. I enjoyed watching Aaron Rodgers airing it out to him. But well, who didn't? You know, I think that Jordy Nelson will do amazing things for the Oakland Raiders just because he has the history and he's just such a he's just such a good such a good receiver. And that's you know what that's what Derek Carr, he's had Crabtree, he's had Cooper, you know he's had this that and the other, but you know you throw in a Jordy Nelson, it's just gonna just gonna everything's just gonna skyrocket from there. Oh, nice little plug in there from my wife. Say hi, wife. Doing a oh, hang on. I gotta, I gotta go fill up the old baby mama's water cup. Uh oh. But anyway, yeah, and Jordy Nelson. I mean, it's, it's huge. Lindsay's not gonna be real happy about it because uh, he left her Packers. She's a, she's a Packer. She's a Packer. Go pack, go. You know what I'm saying? Up again that north way. But I'm, I, I mean, you got Khalil Mack, and they added, a, as much as it pains me to say, an aging Derek Johnson. Because Derek Johnson, man, he was, he was the shit in Kansas City. And you guys beat, you guys beat K State in two thousand and four. That's what it was. 2004, I think it was the longest win. The longest win streak, the longest win streak in the series is K State had had 11 games, 93 to 2003, and the current streak is nine games from 2009 to to present. Yeah, I know. and and you can hear live PD in the background. Oh yeah, yeah. Lindsay's Lindsay's seen if there's any of her friends in Greene County, Missouri, getting arrested tonight. Hopefully we strike gold. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think NFL wise, I think so. I answered the I answered the NFL. Who do you think in college football? College football. I know he's not new, but I think he's going to be the most surprising. Is I think I'm going to have to go with Scott Frost. You know, I think there's a lot of hype around him. And I don't think he's going to be, you know, contending for the Big Ten championship this year. But I think maybe, I th- I think maybe Nebraska is nine and three, eight and four, and I think they steal a win in the Big Ten against. I I don't know. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but a team that they're not that? supposed to beat on paper. Who's that? Scott, Scott Frost. Frost. Oh, and at Nebraska. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, why don't you cover your mic for a minute? There you go. Um, Unfortunately, the hard part about Scott Frost is, like you just said, the conference that he has cannonballed into. He Um, He also might be the biggest bust ever. Could be. Very well could be. 
Um, I don't know that I don't know that the University of Nebraska is going to buy in like UCF did. Yeah, I mean that is two totally different programs. Now, you know, and this is just this is just this is just where I this is just me being me, but you know, I mean, you know, everybody can sit there and play college football. I I enjoyed taking Eastern Michigan, Mid Tennessee State. Um, taking shit schools, staying there for year after year after year, and just taking a one star and making them a six star, just for you only get five. Simple fact that no, there's six. So I'll plug it in, who? check it out. Huh? No, Since two thousand and three, I'm just messing with you. Well, quit yanking on my dick. Or sorry, you're out there. Quit yanking on your dick. Get back in here. Well, I'm trying. And keep talking, <laughs> but you know, I yeah, I don't know. I it's it's a tough. The only the only tougher conference he could go to would be the SEC. Oh man, I know that hurt. Well, I said it. I said it. He, but the SEC doesn't have those sneaky schools like Iowa. Or, well, Jordan Howard's no longer at Indiana. Well, the the SEC used to. Michigan State. Michigan State and the SEC? No, I'm talking about about Jordan Howard when he was at at, uh, Indiana. And who was their – I can't remember what their quarterback name is. Quarterback's name was off the top of my head all of a sudden. I know that that little white wide receiver took you guys to overtime. Couple mm-hmm. years back, and that game should never been close. Had a boy, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. But on, on, on the NFL hey. side, I'm I'm gonna jump on that. You know, I'm gonna be a little biased. I really don't care what anybody says. Matt Nagy with the Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears. I think he actually might be able to figure out a way to use Mitchell the Bears Trubisky. Had, the Bears had a nice draft. They went out and they made some decent moves. Um, you know, their their offensive line is anchored by a homegrown boy. Well, that too, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, they're, they're starting to put some weapons around him. <laughs> we got her. Good for you, pal. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much. The Cleveland Browns will not go over this year. They will not. Absolutely will not. I would hope go so. over. I hope so because Ty- Tyrod Taylor is going to lead him to at least four wins. He'll lead him to two. And Baker Mayfield will lead them to. Oh, here we here we go with, with that ball sack. I'm, I, you know, I I, 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 catch, I catch a lot of heat for hating on Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel and, and Johnny Tim Mundo. Tebow and Tim Tebow. They're all three the same player. No, they're not. How are you gonna sit here and tell me that all three will break down as soon as an outside rusher comes on and run? Yeah, they yeah, might, they might break, break, make, a make a big, big run. run. But if but you're, you're asking, asking Baker who had, Mayfield, out of if, the you're, three, if you're asking Baker Mayfield, Johnny Menzel, or Tim Tebow to throw for 200 yards, and or let's say 250 yards, two touchdowns, and a game-winning drive, who are you taking? With the game on the line, game on the line. Who are you going to take to win that game? Baker Mayfield. Oh, he couldn't do it against Georgia. Okay. Johnny Manziel couldn't do it against the, against the Chiefs for crying out loud. Tim Tebow. Let me ask you Tim this. Tebow, congratulations! You beat the lowly Dolphins in your in your short NFL career, and you hit Demarius Thomas on a slant because all you did was throw the ball right one damn time. Uh, Patrick Mahomes against the Denver, the last place in the division, Denver Broncos. The one touchdown. Oh, uh, don't get, don't give me. I, oh God, damn it, Elvis Gerbach. I, 
I hope no. I hope, listen, listen. Patrick, I hope Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Hear me out. What did Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel do as soon as the pocket collapsed? Threw it away. Or ran for three yards. What about Baker Mayfield? He can make plays. Don't get me wrong. He can make plays. I'm not saying he He got flushed from the pocket, but he never stopped looking downfield. Right. Can that that translate translate into the the NFL NFL game? Can it? What about Kirk Cousins? Where'd he go to college? Michigan State. Staying in the pocket. Staying in the pocket and throw the damn ball down the field. He did not have that good of an offensive line. Yeah, he, I mean, if you, he if, you really, if you really want to get into it, all 32 quarterbacks that are going to be listed or, you know, 64 or whatever, they can all make plays. I mean, you can both agree on that, except for Tom Brady. Tom Brady, if he has to slide out of the pocket and gets breathed on one time, he turns in a name on the World Cup. And then wins five Super Bowls. Makes it to eight or nine, whatever the number is now. You know, whatever. Splash. Yeah, cash money. You know, the whole Tom Brady subject, it's toss-up. Because because I remember Joe Montana, Steve Young, Troy Aikman. I remember those guys actually playing. John Elway. John, John, I remember those guys playing quarterback. Kurt Warner. They played quarterback as a man. You might get rocked once or twice. That's fine. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is personally my second favorite quarterback of all time. You mean to tell me Tom Brady has played in the, in the, in the league this long yeah. and is not a man? It's easy to be a man when you get the referees throwing a flag if somebody uh-huh. touches you. Uh-huh. Yep. You must be a KU basketball fan. Oh, here we go. We don't have enough. Zvee McCarley. Zvee McCarley. You don't even know how to pronounce his name. We don't have enough time to get into that. Zvee McCarley from the beak. Euro stepping for the layup. I've already told you how I felt about that play. Just saying. That game should have went to overtime. It didn't mean you can sit here and argue. It wouldn't have gone. It wouldn't have gone. It was a tie game, numb nuts. Hey, no. Don't, we don't need a name call. People are listening. Hopefully. <laughs> We're hoping people will listen to this. It's kind of off the wall, man. We're kind of all over the place. And we're going to drink a few beers. And- we are uh, ambidextrous, if that's what you want to call it, refer to it as. We don't we don't just cover one sport. Yeah, we, we like to talk about a lot of sports. And the only thing except for, except for soccer. Yeah, sometimes we gotta plug in a soccer because well, my wife played soccer for twenty years in four years at the collegiate level, and which is something well, that we something we never got to do is play a collegiate sport for four years. But but anyway, we we like to sit in a shop and Drink beer and talk a little sports. It, usually, we just argue through text. So sometimes it's kind of nice to sit here and get on the microphone and argue about it and banter back and forth. We really didn't argue that much today, Clark. We kind of we did good on this episode. Cubs suck. Now Royals suck. Knicks suck. Yankees suck. Mets suck. <laughs> but anyhow. I hope I hope you guys give us a listen. We're, we are a good time. I'm, we're not going to compare ourselves to Pat McAfee or Barstool or anything like that. But we do. If you want to, if you want to find us, you can find us square in the middle of the United States. Yeah, yeah. We're we're in that state that looks like a bite of a pop tart got taken out of it. And next, you know, tomorrow morning when you sit down, you. You make some French toast for for your wife and your kids. You can just go ahead and think about those Kansas farmers. Yep, yep, yep. you're welcome. Those wheat boys and that's that's where we're a part that's what we're a part of. Yeah. So Yeah, we we work our asses off and then sometimes we like to talk sports and 
this is a pretty docile episode, wouldn't you say? We really didn't get too heated in that, Clark. No. No, didn't really have the opportunity. I think we agreed on quite a few things. Yeah, it was just something. If you, if you want to listen, continuing, and Clark and I don't really agree on a whole lot. I think that's what's going to make this show coming down. If we, if we, if we really decide to do this, then we kind of need your guys' feedback and... Maybe we'll kind of make this a weekly thing and talk about some important sports stuff and maybe talk a little Canadian football league while we're waiting for NFL training camp to open up. You got anything to add over there, bud? No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to uh, flip this TV over back to the Royals game and see uh, see what the damage is there. Uh we're just struggling this year there, I'll tell you that much. Um, There's plenty of room on the Cubs bandwagon if you want to jump over. Yeah, you know what? I'd rather sandpaper an alligator's asshole in a phone booth. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to sign off from the shop tonight. And give us a listen and let us know what you think. We're trying this thing out. And we kind of want to get a little, a little something out of it, so. Y'all have a good night, and we'll talk to you later, all right? Thank you, guys. Have a good night.